Celebrating 15 years of this beloved foolery. What did you do to the dog? I don't know. I didn't do anything to this dog. I'm crying. Is that a stain on your pants now? <laughs> I'm sure I think the best thing you can do is just let him ride it out. And... No! That's the worst thing you can do. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. You recognize this? No. Come on, Cole! That's Robin! Robin's racing! Is this Days of Thunder? This is this is Days of Thunder the other day. Yeah, this is uh this is from Days of Thunder that when he's on the track and he's racing. Uh, this is somebody you've never heard of, but you probably uh, find that music to be a little bit familiar because it's from uh, the soundtrack and it's from the movie. And uh, the reason I bring it up is because I'm upset that it wasn't listed as one of the greatest sports movies of all time by Vanity Fair, uh, who no. listed uh, you know movies like uh, Will Smith starring in King Richard and Jerry Maguire and Million Dollar Baby and Ford versus Ferrari ahead of what I think is the greatest sports movie of all time, and that is Days of Thunder. The reason I bring it up is because um, Air, the new Michael Jordan movie that Ben Affleck actually produced, has already brought in over $20 million, and they say it's going to be one of the greatest of all time. It's going to be a Rocky, come on. It's going to be a Raging Bowl or a, a Money Ball or a Field of Dreams. I doubt it. No, it will be a Money Ball. That's what, I mean, like, Money Ball is a fascinating movie, but... What makes it fascinating is the analytics of it all. And I think what makes air fascinating is the story behind the success of business. It's more of a business story than it is a sports story. Just like Moneyball is more of a, sp- a business story than right. it is a sports story. And Moneyball so, is very good. Yeah, the, the, don't give me no, like, that's not, like, you can't say Moneyball and Hoosiers are the same type of movie. That's just not the case. Right. Air and. Ali aren't the same kind of movies, but they are both considered sports movies, and they're in that genre. And nah, so they shouldn't, though. Well, because the, 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 the business movie—it's like saying but, that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. I don't think it's a Christmas movie. It I happens think, at Christmas, but people say it's a Christmas movie. I okay, think what that's takes, fine. What takes place here is nothing is sexy about going to see a business movie. Well, I'm going to go see a movie about business and successful business. No, that's not it. That's not like you have to say, okay, this business movie, we need to turn it into a sports story so some people will come and see it (laughs) because it's a business movie. Nobody goes and sees business movies. So if you haven't seen it yet, I guess it's going to have to be on my bucket list Um, when it comes out and I can watch it at home. um, I have to go see Michael Jordan in air or Michael Jordan story air, whatever, however you want to say that. But uh, the Michael Jordan's uh, does does air cover the whole um, I had a son and he's now sleeping with my teammates, ex-wife. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think they get that far in the story. (laughs) Maybe that'll be in part two or three. Who knows? What the hell is Michael Jordan Jr. doing? Or Michael Jordan the third. I have no idea if Michael Jordan is my a junior or not. I don't know. But Michael Jordan's son, whose also name is Michael Jordan, he's like in his thirties. He is dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife with whom his ex-wife had like four or five kids with Scottie Pippen. Okay, 
and they're like hanging out in clubs and on the beach in Miami and all this all this stuff and it's like like nobody thinks this is weird this is what fame does to people it makes them weird like somewhere in there a moral compass should have pinged and it should have said north 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 don't do this okay <laughs> Like, Michael Jordan's like, hey, Dad, or Michael Jordan Jr., or whatever he is, Michael Jordan uh, underneath Michael Jordan, the one, you know, one that every, everybody knows. He says, Dad, hey, I found myself a new girlfriend. Oh, really? What's her name? Uh, Larsa. Uh, Larsa, that's funny. That's Scotty's old wife's name. Yeah, I'm dating her. Okay, cool, son. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> We're asking you what's the greatest sports movie of all time, uh, the highest grossing sports movies of all time. Uh, let's see, number five, Creed, three, Jerry Maguire, four, Rocky, four, at 300 so million. Jerry Maguire's not a sports movie either. Jerry Maguire, Maguire's the furthest thing from a sports movie. It's a business-slash-love movie, and there's a sports Well, he's the agent. He's got, there's, a, there's, a guy, there's a guy playing football. He's his agent. I think it's a sports movie. That is not a sports movie. Jerry Maguire is not a sports movie. Rocky is a sports only, movie, right? The only thing that is like is like sports related in that, like sports movies don't include money into the storyline. Okay, like traditional story. Rudy, there was no money in the storyline in Rudy. That's a sports movie. Okay, Hoosiers, that's a sports movie. Field of Dreams, no money in the storyline. That was a sports movie. These are all when, movies that aren't even listed as the top grossing movies. When the tagline is show me the money, that's what people associate with Jerry Maguire. They're like, oh, yeah, it's a great sports movie. No, it's a business movie that had also was a romantic comedy that also had a guy that was being represented that got knocked out right before halftime of a football game and everybody was on pins and needles because he was the agent's only client. That is the only sports element of Jerry Maguire. Not a sports movie. Business movie. Somebody just business wrote, movies aren't sports movies. Is The Big Lebowski a sports movie? No, it is not. Uh, the ten highest grossing sports <laughs> movies of all time, according it to it's, it's got more sports in it than Jerry Maguire does. It really does. Waterboy, sports movie. I mean, it, it, you can't have the storyline without the football team. So yes, the longest movie. yard. Yeah, space football. space jam. I've never seen it. So I don't know. Really? I'm not gonna, it's a, it's, I, a, I, it's a cartoon. It's yeah. a cartoon, though. Uh, Creed, Jerry Maguire, Rocky Jerry Four. Yeah, we just did Jerry Maguire. to settle down. Uh, the Blind Side. It's about a, I don't an adoption. Blind Side. It's about adoption uh, yeah. and saving a life. And yeah, it's, it plays it, football, it, it, but he did go on to play NFL. I don't think Blind Side's a, a sports movie. But and a movie I've never seen, but you have, and that's Cars. Cars. Is that the animated, right? What is Cars? You know what Cars is? Days of remember Thunder. The, Come on. Do you remember that Michael J. Uh, yeah, Days of Thunder over Jerry Maguire, over Cars, over, over the blind side. Blind side, over Moneyball, over Air, all those. I, I, I think Days of Thunder is. Because I was just having this discussion the other day. We're watching a video on Daytona Beach, and my kids think it's so cool that they could drive on the beach there. And I was like, you could drive on the beach in Pismo, guys. And they're like, oh, you can? But our car, you know, our family cars, we don't have a family car that I'm comfortable enough taking out on the beach. Okay. But in, in Daytona, you can drive pretty much a sedan on the... And I was like, yeah, in Days of Thunder, there's a scene when, um, you know, uh, the two of them, Colt Trickle and um, 
or I, I said Tom Cruise and, and, and Casey Elwes because that's the two actors. I said they race and they beat the hell out of the rental cars on the, on the um, sands at Daytona. And they're like, oh, whoa, that's cool. So I showed them this scene on YouTube because I don't want to watch the whole movie because that whole scene with Nicole Kidman, not quite ready for it yet. Okay. So, um, and, uh, and, and they were like, whoa, that looks cool. That looks awesome. That's sports. That's competitive. That's being competitive. That's not not knowing that you're in love, but you are in love because you're blinded by your 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 job. I mean, that's what Jerry Maguire's about, right? Tell you, you gotta get Jerry Maguire off all these sports movie lists. That's a that's a farce. People love Jerry Maguire, and they that's love that's fine. Tom I love the movie for being a business romantic comedy, but don't love it for being a sports movie. It's not a sports movie. Your thoughts, 805-543-3693. Those are the numbers to get in on. That's the 805 Beer text lines, 805-543-3693. Spending four hours in a box together every day can make you say crazy things. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. This is a remarkable story about a teen that went rock climbing. He fell to his death. And then two hours later, he started breathing again. They looked at us and they said, I'm so sorry that he's gone. I started talking to him, just telling him how much I love him. And I'm sorry that we didn't know how to save him. And suddenly, as where I started praying, my husband said, oh my gosh, he's, he's moving. Each and every one of them afterward came to us and said, We've never seen anything like this before, ever. Never have we ever pronounced somebody and suddenly they came back, you know, five minutes later. What? I've got goosebumps, like, ridiculous right now. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy story. Wow. Two hours later, and they're in there, they're like, oh, my God. It almost gives you false hope a little bit, doesn't it? If you're How a, long did it take for him to go from the accident scene to the hospital? It doesn't say. It doesn't. I don't have that information here. He went into cardiac arrest after a climbing rock incident. I'm assuming he fell. Maybe he didn't. He was pronounced dead by doctors after CPR was performed on him for two hours. Two hours they were pumping his chest, which probably actually, if you think about it, it kept the blood flowing through his body. Five minutes after the doctors left the room and the family's just with their son and they're sobbing and consoling him and each other, he starts moving. He now is made pretty much, I'm, I'm not going to say he's made a full recovery, but he's, he's, he's very much alert and alive. He's got a short-term memory loss, it says, and he's going to have to do some inpatient rehab to recover it's some about, of the strength in his sounds legs. Sounds like DeMar Hanlon's thing. But, wow, made a full, he's going to make a full recovery. Yes, right? Had a cardiac arrest. It said while rock climbing. When you're rock climbing out on your own, you don't have the eyes of the nation on you to get you medical support within seven minutes. That's why I want to know what's going on with that. Maybe, you know, they officially said that DeMar Hamlin got the commodio, whatever it is, cardioid, whatever where you get hit right at the right moment, then it throws your heart into a rhythm. Maybe that's what happened to the rock climbing accident, threw his heart into a weird rhythm. But still, without... So they two hours, they, they did CPR on him, 
rock climbing doesn't happen. I mean, usually it's pretty remote places. Can't think of too many rock climbing places that are close to hospitals. Maybe they should build more hospitals close to rock climbing places. <laughs> Maybe don't go rock climbing. I don't know. But I mean, one of my favorite things to do is to get out in the mountains and, and be far away uh, from society. And, you know, you always put yourself in a risk when you're in that situation. But to me, that's where I feel like the most alive. I love, I love being um, up there doing that kind of thing. I it's just, it's my favorite thing to do, to be remote, to be enjoying what I believe God built and uh, enjoying those things. And that's what this kid was doing. It's just, it's so crazy to think he was down for two hours. They thought he had lost so much oxygen that he would be traumatic. His brain injury would be traumatic, but without oxygen. But they did continue to do CPR. They kept the blood pumping. Uh, they kept pumping oxygen into him, and he's, he's going to make a full recovery. It's a fantastic story. We don't hear enough. We always hear all these terrible stories on the news. And you know what? That should have been, that story right there, to me, should have been in the A or B block of any national news story, but it's not. Didn't even hear about it. I had to dig that out of looking for stuff because to talk about. Because it didn't about. happen in, on, the, on the gridiron in the National Football League game. You know, I mean, like us regular people, we're not newsworthy. It's got to be the people that have a little bit of fame attached to them. This story has people with a fame attached to, attached to them. Like I, I'm sitting on one right now where there's somebody who is famous for the work that he does for famous people. And to me, I don't know, like, if Donald Trump is getting investigated for uh, paying hush money, like, I don't know how this guy's not being investigated for murder. This is the strangest thing, and it is buried. Like, we never heard anything of it. It will be the subject, though, Jeremy, of your favorite television show, Dateline. Nice. Okay, I guarantee you, uh, the music executive that left the aspiring singer-slash-Instagram Colombian model, bikini model, in the $2,600 hotel room where she was found dead. Careful. You don't want to learn from this. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. All right, so we got to get to this story that you were talking about, this person, this woman, this model that died. crazy. In a, in, so where was this at, by the way? This this happened in Miami. And when I was reading in it, I was thinking, okay, it must have been like day before yesterday or day before. No, this happened on March 30th. So a few weeks have passed since this has happened. Now, I don't know if her music's going to be clean. So Who's this? This is Camilla Sterling. She's an aspiring... Colombian bikini model Instagram Oh, what well, doesn't matter? It's a different language. Got a pretty voice. She had a pretty voice. She was an aspiring musician. And there's this guy named David Bolno. Bolno? I'm not sure how you say his name, but he has done music for Drake. And he has done music for Post Malone. So he is a music exec. Okay, executive music guy. Okay, sure. Yeah, with uh, like the emphasis on the music exec. It is insane, okay? So he was helping Camilla Sterling, who's 24 years old. He is 
40 something, 46 or something like that. He's married. He lives in Los Angeles, but he was in Miami staying in a $2,600 motel room. I mean, hotel room. They don't make motel rooms for $2,600, do they now? <laughs> he was staying at the Satai Hotel on uh, March 30th. Okay. He invites the whole reason for it. He, he's telling investigators now because they want to know what the hell happened. The reason why he rented this room and they were in the room together was because not because she's a smoking hot bikini model and he's got a little influence in the world of music and making sure things get done in the world of music. That's how somebody like Post Malone and Drake can become stars. But um, he wants to help her produce some music. So smoking hot Instagram, Colombian Instagram bikini model comes to the hotel. They're in the hotel, $2,600 a night room. And... He checks out at 4.30 in the morning. 4.30 in the morning. Have you ever checked out from a hotel room at 4.30 in the morning? I can't say that I have. I've had to check okay. out early for a flight before. And, you know, that's what that's I... That's true. He, he could maybe say. he had to catch him. Now, now he's got a ch- wife and kids and yeah. a mansion in the Hollywood Hills. And the, the home's like an $11 million home. So if your home is that much, you, they say your home is, what, probably 30% of your net worth. You're worth at least probably $60 million, right? Yes. That's bad math, but you get what I'm saying. Um, she was found dead in the bathtub at 1 o'clock when housekeeping finally came around after he had checked out at 4.30. Okay, said, so let's get this straight. Somebody's still in the room. He said, somebody's still in the room. Um, she'll leave, and then you can, you know, that's when you can go about your business. Oh, okay, so he, he, he rented the room. It's under his name. Uh, he leaves at 4.30 in the morning. They get there at 1. They find this. Is she, she naked? Does it say? She's in the bathtub. She was found in the bathtub dead. Do they know how she died? Face up. Um, they say that there was a suspicious substance found in the room along with her body. But Could they she have, have just s- OD'd? They have not said what that substance was. There's a possibility that she could, could have. Could he have just been having an affair with her? We all know about executives, movie executives, you know, and how creepy they are. They've got the money, they got the power, and uh, you know, they have the influence. And so this they have these it, relationships, sometimes forced, sometimes not. Boy, can you? This imagine? is where it's different in the world of celebrity and the world of power and the world of fame. What if you and I were with the Colombian model? Um, and we were um, saying, you know what? We're going to work on, we got some access to some software, some editing software. We're going to help you record your tracks. We check out at 4.30 in the morning because we got to go back to our wives on another coast altogether and get back to our families. (laughs) And then... And then she finds she shows up dead at one o'clock in the afternoon with a suspicious substance around her. They're going to ask us some questions and we might be persons of interest. Correct. Oh, I would definitely say we're persons of interest. And I'm sure he is as well. There is a opening. There's an open death investigation pending the toxicology report from the medical examiner's office to determine the official cause of death, says a police spokesperson. This is Miami PD. I know you're thinking he, he killed her, but maybe he didn't. Maybe she OD'd. No. You know, the funny thing is, not even the police department think he's killed her because they say he has cooperated with their investigation and not even a person of interest. Not even a person of interest. Yeah, well, I believe that he is a person of interest. He was the last one seen with her alive, as far as they know. So, of course, he's a person of interest. Everybody that watched Dateline knows that. The so, person that is the last person to see the person alive is always a person of interest until they can exclude them from the investigation. 
the Daily Mail caught up with him, and they asked him some questions. He says, well, from what I was told, she was found much later in the day after I... I I checked out. Yeah, because you checked out four thirty in the morning. Genius. Yeah, were like, you were uh, you having an affair with this woman? Were you having relations with this woman that night? Because if he says he was, then obviously his DNA and things like that would be you know found on her. Uh, okay, this is what he said. Her business, his business was with her. He said that she was in his hotel room because she was recording music with him the night before in the hotel room because everybody knows a $2,600 hotel room in Miami has the best acoustics studio style acoustics. How do you record? Okay. What is he coming in? He's got like a USB microphone. What are those things that people, the podcasters use? It's called like a a ball or something. Yeah. I go, I go and I record people in their, their spots. Um, when I when I when I produce commercials, and um, this reminds me of the time that I, I you know what I, this happens all the time, Jeremy. I think we're selling uh, David Bolno short on this because there was that one time when the um, young Dubliners were at a Comfort Inn in Boise, and we had Justin and Keith go into the bathroom to Shut record because yes. it had the best acoustics. Yes. Right? yeah, Justin That's was in the bathtub, in. Keith was on the toilet. Comfort yes. Inn's like uh, Boise off-season, like 119 bucks tops, right? <laughs> yeah. If you're paying $2,600 for a hotel room, it's going to have amazing acoustics. Boy, I can't wait for this story oh. to hit Dateline. Come on. He says, he says she's a client and she was going to sign a record deal with me, which, by the way, she has like 1.5 million listens on Spotify. So What's her name? It's possible. Her name was, um, oh God, that's so sad. Camilla Sterling. Camilla Sterling. Um. She was going to sign a record deal with me. I helped her make music, he said. I really don't want to go too deeply into it, is what he told the the Daily Mail. Honestly, it was a terrible tragedy. Yeah, it was a tragedy. It was one that you walked away from at 4.30 in the morning. What well, the Maybe hell she happened? was still alive at 4.30 in the morning, Jeff. You, hey, come on. Let's quit speculating. Oh, I'm sure by all of his accounts that she was. And by all of his accounts, they were there. "Quote unquote," recording music in a hotel room because that's what all I'm sure when Drake and Post Malone were recording their deals with David Balnaro or Bol, Boldo or whatever his name is, they were in the same room. They yeah, they're like, hey, hotel? like hey, man, it's I got this hotel room. It's going to sound so dope. Come on down <laughs> to the hotel room. Yeah, Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on ninety three point three KZOZ. Like this thing in Kansas City is. It's sickening. Or was it Kansas City? It was in Missouri. I think it was outside of Kansas City where the boy shows up at the man's house, knocks on the door. The guy shoots the kid. He's 16. He went to the wrong house to pick up his siblings. It's a bad, horrible story all the way through. The guy that shot the young man was 84 and white. The young man was 16 and black, and that is what's getting all the attention. What makes me sick is all the celebrities that are trying to validate their celebrity voice to the uh, whole situation by having something to say. Now, the kid remarkably lived despite being shot twice, which is probably, bear with me here, okay? That is going to lead to a huge positive if it's handled the right way, my fear is the media will make sure that it, the media and celebrities will make sure that it's not handled the right way. 
so the guy turns himself in yesterday, and he's facing first-degree assault charges. The guy says on the news, the one that shot the boy, that he thought the boy was breaking in. The boy knocked on the door. He shot mm-hmm. him in the head. He opened the door. He shot him again. The guy should go to prison. Yes. No doubt about it. He, he, I don't care that he's 84. I don't care that uh, the kid knocked on the door. He was looking for his brother and s- sister, I, his yeah. siblings. He should go to prison. There's a, there's a lot of things that come into play here that aren't going to be brought up in any of this because we're not about the bigger discussion in this country. We are about literally black and white. That is all the media is going to focus on. That is all the celebrities that come out of the woodwork is going to, are, are going to focus on. I think the best thing to do in this instance is you have this boy who's now lived. You have this 84-year-old man that did what he did for some reason. We don't know what the reason was. Maybe he was racist. Maybe he was fearful. But let's find out why. Why did, why did he do it? And I think these two should sit down and have a conversation. Sit down and have a conversation. Be like, man, why'd you shoot me? Well, because I thought you were breaking into my house. Why'd you, why'd you think I was breaking into your house? Because I, I knocked, knocked on, on your door? door? Yeah. I mean, let's have a conversation about that. But the greatest conversation I've ever heard about race. But in 2006, when Morgan Freeman sat down with Mike Wallace on 60 Minutes, this is how the conversation went. Black History Month, you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is white history month? <laughs> well, 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 come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm, month is Jewish history month? <laughs> uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no. No, I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a black history month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? And stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. Do you think there's ever a possibility that Ralph Yarl, the 16-year-old boy, and Andrew Lester, the 84-year-old man, could sit down and have a conversation? I have no idea. I have no idea if that'll ever happen, but I'll tell you this. I've, se- I've seen that video clip before. Watched it in its entirety. Um, that's, a, that's how I was raised. People are people. They have names. I don't see that. So um, if you I, 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 don't, I know I can do it. I know you do it. I know other people that are that way. They, they, they see people for who they are. Has no idea. It doesn't matter what their background is or their want- race. And if, uh, if we could all just get back to that, that's how I was raised. I didn't even realize what racism Is was it? until I was in high school. Now, granted, I grew up in a kind of a smaller town, uh, you know, in the foothills of Mount Rainier in Washington State. But, you know, we had all different, we had military bases and uh, Air Force bases. So we had a lot of different colored people so, at my high school. But I, I knew Forrest because his name was Forrest. I knew Ben because his name was Ben. And I knew Javier because his name was Javier. I, I, there was no other thing. And um, I love what that is. I love what Morgan Wallen said there. 
And Morgan, and, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, Morgan. Morgan, Wall, Morgan Wall and Morgan Freeman are two different people. Jeez. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, that sorry. Was the greatest Freudian slip in this discussion Morgan about race. Freeman, I sorry, that. I apologize. I love that. And oh, yeah. there's a great example of making uh, a mistake. Race. Yeah, uh, a, I think Morgan, Morgan Freeman and Morgan Wallen. Okay. Anyway. Uh, is it possible that Andrew Lester, the 84-year-old that fired the two shots into the head of the 16-year-old boy, was truly scared because of what he's been told over and over and over as he sits in his house watching the news? I don't know. And I think it's very dangerous for you to go there. You think it's dangerous for me to go there? Or yeah, because you don't know. You're just you're doing the same thing the news is doing. You're speculating. Let's stop maybe speculating. Maybe that's part of the conversation. Maybe that comes out in the conversation. Maybe there's a reason why. He's like, yeah, I shot you because I was afraid. Why were you afraid? I don't know. I don't know. I can, I'm, of course, I'm going to try to figure out what the conversation is, but I want those two to have a conversation. I don't think the powers that be will ever let it to happen because if they do let it happen, that means they lost control of the narrative and humanity won and they don't want humanity to do it. Well, you know what? Here's, the, here's how it works. We just all start having conversations with people. Yeah. Different sexes, different races. Just start because having conversations that, with people, and if it's awkward, say, hey, this is awkward, but I want to talk to you about something. And be honest. And, and you know what? People appreciate honesty, and that's, that's where you start. And that's what Morgan Freeman was saying to Mike Wallace. He was being 100% honest with how he felt, and dude. if we all just started doing that and quit speculating, then I think we would finally make some progress. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.